crypto, Bitcoin. You hear the terms, but should you even care? And are these really the currencies of the future? How do these things even work? Well, I'm Aaron Greger, and these are the questions that I wanted the answers to. So I started a podcast. Join me and explore the topic of cryptocurrency with my friend Gary Leland and other industry experts. Welcome to Clarifying Crypto. All right, so welcome back to another episode of Clarifying Crypto. I'm Aaron Greger. I'm here with my co-host, Gary Leland. Gary, welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad to be back. It's good to be back, and I've got an official announcement. We are finally officially up. Well, everything's been sent. I don't know where exactly oh. we're all up yet, but by the time this goes live, the website is live. We're up on all the major places now. So finally got the wallet set up. So if anybody wants to donate, they can go onto the site clarifyingcrypto.com and go do that. So we are we are finally official, official, official. It took me a little bit longer than it typically does, but I had to build a website, had to get a wallet, had to do all kinds of stuff. So we are official. Well, I'm excited to see what you've done. Yeah, make sure right now, this is going to be fixed by the time this goes live, but you got to type in www.clarifyingcrypto.com. I'll get all the ah, have your non-www done. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, so we're official and we're recording this. It's been an interesting week. You and I have talked, uh, we're pre-talking before hitting record. So today is March, I guess, 12th. We're in the huge downfall of the, the free fall of the stock market which has also shown a free fall of Bitcoin prices. As we're recording this right now, it's at 5,800. I know we're talking about, you know, picking some up and buying some. Again, we are not financial investors or advisors, so don't listen to us. Do your own research before you decide what you're going to do. But uh, tell me your thoughts on this whole crash. Like we're watching Bitcoin fall, we're watching the stock market fall. Kind of where, where, where have you been sitting in all of this and, and how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm just a little upset. I uh, just, we just, my wife and I just did put like seven grand each in two, four, or two IRAs like a week before this happened. You know, I wish we waited till now. I mean, we've seen a good bit of that gone, but, you know, I'm just kind of riding it out in the, in the stock market. I mean, you know, I feel like everything comes back sooner or later. I don't think this is the end of the world. And I think there's some great values out there, probably, if I was buying it, but I'm putting my money right now into Bitcoin. You know, I just did IRAs because, um, you know, in the stock market, because that's what we do. But I put it in a Bitcoin company in the stock market for my IRA. But I'm riding Bitcoin. And I've been buying every day. Uh, we were saying earlier in the show, I'm really excited. I've been dollar cost averaging. I was going to buy a Bitcoin about three weeks ago. And I decided just to buy like $100 worth a day. And, you know, I'm cleaning up. I'm really glad at the rate it's going. I might end up with a Bitcoin and a half where I would have had a Bitcoin, you know, with the amount we're buying, you know, with the price dropping. I, did, I saw this morning, I didn't get to read the article, but I just saw a few minutes ago that during this crash, the number of people that own one Bitcoin is at all-time high. So evidently, a lot of people have been taking advantage of it. I didn't get to read much of the article, though. So that's really good to know because uh, I recall it was our last episode when I, when I had asked you. I said, you know, I thought it was interesting because we were starting to see some dips, and I had the impression that and, – and a naive impression, I'll just put it that way, uneducated – of I thought like maybe Bitcoin would go up when the stock market went down, but we're seeing it flow. And so I did some research since then just to say, okay, you know, what what can we what can we expect or what does this look like? And it is one of those things where 
there's just not enough history. Like it looks like Bitcoin goes up with, but we don't know. And a lot of people, because it is an investment and especially like a more risky investment, we'll just say that a lot of people get more scared when the stock market's going down. You know, if their safe money's going, that's, I'm using air quotes as I say, safe money's going down, then, you know, what about Bitcoin? So it's interesting to say that you say that, like maybe possibly more people are buying in now as this, I mean, we're about, I, I don't think what we're seeing of downfalls and, and, and free falls of the stock market, I don't think it's over because we're not even going to see yet what's happening to these companies that are going to be affected by, you know, the airlines, the restaurants, the, you know, all of these companies that are going to be affected by what's happening with the coronavirus. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the long term. Yeah, but you got people like Scott Towles who must be cleaning up. I mean, they aren't close to running out of toilet paper. I guarantee you that. There's tons and tons of that stuff around, but that stuff's being bought up like no tomorrow. Yeah, I bought some 3M because <laughs> they make the masks. <laughs> like, yeah, see, there the are some winners on this. You know, it's an interesting winner that I didn't even think of. Like Zoom, as we're recording this on Zoom, Zoom software, like they're going through the roof right now because all these companies oh. are making people work from home. All these gaming companies are going through the roof, too. And I bet Netflix is because people aren't going to theaters. I'll tell you what else is going through the roof right now, probably, that we don't see is Uber probably going through the roof. They're charging the accelerated rate almost everywhere because no one's wanting to take trains or buses, especially like in New York. My friend Marty Bent, he usually takes an Uber to work in New York, and it's $8. cost him $55 the other day because they charge for those high rates because it's so busy, but it's so busy because everybody's taking Ubers. No one wants to take the subway, you know? So, and there's some things, you know, when you think about it, there's, there's no way they're going out of business. I mean, and I can't think of a thing, but there's some companies that you just think about it. It's a stable. It's that matter whether there's a coronavirus or not. It's just, everybody's like scared. They're fearful they're worried. And you know, Warren Buffett says, you know, buy when there's blood in the streets. Exactly. And there's a lot of blood in the streets. And I've been the sad part. <laughs> He's is got like, a lot of blood right now in the street. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. And I've been I've been picking up some good deals, but then the deals just kind of keep on getting better. And I'm like, damn it. So I shouldn't um, have bought. I shouldn't have bought yet. Yeah. I kind of bought I bought some. I got some Apple, quote unquote cheap. Like I said, I picked up some 3M. Like, you know, Disney, like you're gonna see these you know, they're going to, I think going to fall even more because you're going to see it affect it. So anyway, it's just really interesting, but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns and I loved you. Like when you told me, cause we're going to talk about the cash app. And so I was using the cash app. I was really annoyed. I was ready to throw my phone through the wall with trying to get the cash app to work. And I remember, and you said, Oh yeah, I just buy a hundred a day. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so genius to do. So I put some money in another account and started buying every day. And I'm sticking to that. Like, I'm going to keep, you know, now is the time I'm, I'm going to keep buying, keep going in. And I'm just glad I'm at a place because typically when we've, well, in 2008, I wasn't at a place where I could pick up a lot. So I feel very grateful that I can, you know, hang out in the, in the bloody streets right now and pick up some stuff. Dollar cost averaging is the way, a good way to buy. I mean, as over, especially in Bitcoin, if you go over the history of Bitcoin, if you had dollar cost average you know, over a certain, over a year period of time, you always are a winner. Yeah. You know, actually in 2017, you know, in 2017, Bitcoin had reached uh, 19,000 and change and dropped all the way to 3,200. And then, so a year later it was 3,200. But if you had bought for every week, starting at the 19,000 and bought for two years, you were up, yeah. you know, even though you started buying it, a price that still hasn't reached yet. 
Exactly. Yeah, because it wasn't that high. It wasn't $19,000 that long. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all right with some deals. And I'm going <coughs> to, excuse me, I still am getting over a cold. We've been, we've been quarantining ourselves here because we've been all sick. So um, I'm going a little stir crazy. I've been just in the house and I pray to God we all don't go through a massive quarantine because I'm going to probably lose my mind if that's the case. But all right, let's, I always love to start the show too with, you have a show called Four Minute Crypto. Five days a week, you post a news story about crypto. We haven't talked in a couple of weeks, so we'd love to know anything that really sticks out for you on news of, of crypto. It seems like there's been a lot of good stuff coming through. Well, there's been a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff too, but you know, not really that bad stuff. Just I'm real depressed with the conference situation across the country. Yeah, so what's happening with the big conferences? Uh, you're going to stick, you've got Bitbox Boom. I would assume you're far enough out that there's no decisions yeah. being made yet. I'm into August. I feel pretty comfortable. I think that they'll have this. I would think almost everybody would have caught it by August. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I so, mean, yeah. that sounds crazy, but I mean, you know, with the way it's spreading, I would think everybody's got it and got well by then, but I'm still going with mine. But, you know, I was supposed to during between the last week of February and the first week of uh, April, I was supposed to go to five conferences and they're all canceled. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, I was going to consensus in New York in uh, May. That may be canceled. You know, so South by Southwest was canceled. Can you I mean, believe South by Southwest was canceled? That is crazy yeah. to me. That's like 250,000 people. And they're not refunding people. Did you see that? No, no, I didn't. I'm going, how can they not refund people? It's like in a clause that they're trying to get around the, we're uh, possibly going to reschedule it. But what I saw, the last news thing I saw, and this could change, that they were not going to refund people who bought tickets, which I think is oh. total BS. But they've With laid bit. off like 30%, 30% or something. They have 175 employees, and I think like they've 35 or 30% of people have already been laid off from there. Like, there's a lot of money being lost by what's happening right now. Yeah, and think of all the, the local vendors and local bars and local musicians. And I mean, there's a lot of people who've lost a lot of money. You know, and then, then again, though, you know, if you think, I'm just going to use my conference as a base, you know, because that's the only one I do. I've already guaranteed all those home hotel rooms. I've guaranteed almost yeah. 300 hotel rooms. I've guaranteed, you know, thousands of dollars in food expenditure. And I don't have an escape clause for a pandemic. I mean, we mm. didn't think of that. So it would be up to the hotel. The hotel could go, hey, sorry, dude. So we can't help you. You're not having your conference. You owe us thousands and thousands of dollars. Isn't so an uh, act of God, though, like if there's an, a national or a state emergency or something. I don't know. I called uh, my uh, contact. I, I don't negotiate with hotels. I use a hotel negotiation company. But there is something in your contract that should have a clause of act of God. And and I actually have a friend. We're, we're in a mastermind together and she's got an event coming up. And I'm like, I would just because she's going to keep up with it. She's like two weeks away. And and I'm like, you got to well, Mine's not them. two weeks away. Yeah. Like what a mess. But uh, is the conference I was looking at, I tried to get a ticket, the big one in San Francisco. It's at the end of this month. Is that canceled? I guess it is. It's canceled. It's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And it's canceled for sure. So yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news for them. They're rescheduling, they said for third quarter, but I'm, you know, talking to them a lot because, you know, mine's in the third quarter. Yeah. You uh, know, and theirs is huge and mine's a, a more of a, you know, a, a smaller conference in theirs. So, and we had a lot of the same people that were, so they, when I talked to them, they said, yeah, they've been contacted quite a few times by people to let people letting them know the bit block boom was the same time, yeah. you know? So, so they're aware of that and they're trying to work around it, but 
that's a big conference to reschedule. Yeah. And I hate to be sounding like I'm, I'm not concerned, which I definitely am concerned, but you know, it actually could be great for BitBlock Boom. I mean, you know, if every conference cancels up until yeah. June, June and then they cure it and everything's okay. And you know, my conference is coming up. I mean, it, it could be great. It could be bad. I mean, it's going to be one way or other. It's either going to be a nightmare or the best thing that could happen to the conference. Not the best thing that happened to the people or the world. I'm just talking, right. I'm just being, I'm just being realistic here, Yeah. you know, and, and open about it. So we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping they cure it next week and no one else has to cancel conferences and no one else has to get sick or die. You know, yeah, um, you could be in a perfect storm of good, not going to lie. So, yeah. you know, stock market goes down, people may be going into crypto, which will affect the price because it is, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to have a have direct effect. Having coming up in 60 days. Having, and then you got all these conferences, so you could be. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine. He just did PodFest. I uh, just got through talking to him this morning and uh, last weekend in Florida. Yeah. He'll probably be the last podcast conference in the U.S. for a while. And he said, he gave me a lot of great tips, what they did. They had everywhere. They had those Purell stations set up, you know, and then they had uh, dots on people's badges, like a big red dot. If the person could say, put one of those dots, my badge. And that meant that person didn't want to shake hands. So oh. don't try to shake hands with them. So he gave me lots of things they were doing to uh, make people feel more comfortable, you know, at the thing. So even if it's over by August, I think there'd be good things to do, Yeah, you know, to follow through. I can't believe we're at this part we're at. And obviously I have nothing. I can't predict anything. It's, I think we're going to be over this by, I mean, as the weather warms up, it's. I think as the weather warms up, I think these foreign countries that are working on this, because, you know, China did release the DNA sequencing of the virus or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's working on it. And not all those countries are like us when it comes to testing stuff. Right. You know what I mean? They are going to do the years of testing. So somebody is going to, some country is going to whip that thing out quick and start putting it in people. And uh, sorry for those people, but their people are probably going to be the test subjects and we'll find out that it's working or not. So I think it'd be cured fast. Well, and I mean, here's the thing. Like, so my husband, JJ is a chiropractor and he even told me this back in December. I remember he's like, you know, there's this weird strain of, I don't think he actually called it the flu, but he's like, there's this weird strain going around where it's really affecting people in the upper respiratory. He said, we've not tested for it yet. So you can't tell me it's just getting in the U S it's BS. And if you're not sick enough to go into the doctor, no one's going to know you had it. Right. So I think it's, I mean, there's no way it could have just stayed in. I mean, th- like I was at CES in January. If that thing was coming, I mean, there's no way that, that the, the, the show was like, half. Oh yeah. Asian show there. was, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, that show was half Asian there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been in the U S like, there's no way it just came in the U S we just happened to just test for it. So it's like a flu where I think sure it'll trickle out, you know, but, and I've read it hates heat. So hopefully I, I yeah, something in summer's coming August. You know, someone posted the other day going, Gary Leland could look like a genius doing a conference when it's hotter than hell in August. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He'll just like lay out in the Texas heat for about five, mi- five minutes, kill all the coronavirus that's on you and then come on in. Well, yeah, I really feel bad joking about it because it's not I a joking know. matter. It's not a joking so matter. I'm not, I'm not laughing about it, but I, like I said, I hope it's over with. I, I have financial things I'm kind of concerned about in the back of my mind, I guess. 
And so I'm hoping those uh, work out for me. Yeah. But I am a kind of a greedy news. pig when it comes to money. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, you want to. But I don't wish anyone any harm with that money, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone to be harmed in my process of you know exactly. getting my money. So how about good news? Like we talked about any, like I know um, I saw Square just put out a grant for people. um, Well, they've been doing grants for a while. They just, the press release just went out with the rules of how to apply for the grants, you know, develop a rock star who does BTC pay. He got a hundred thousand dollars, maybe three, four months ago. He's one of the speakers at my conference and he's a really great guy, you know, and then there was, there's three other people who've gotten money that I don't know any of the other three. Two, one of them's names wasn't announced. The other two, I don't know. But I know, like I said, um, Rockstar Developer got $100,000. And they're pretty simple rules. I mean, you basically have to come up with something that helps the Bitcoin community. So is it Bitcoin or crypto or blockchain? Is it Bitcoin? Bitcoin? It's Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. Jack Dorsey is a Bitcoin enthusiast. He's not a blockchain or crypto enthusiast. Okay. He's a Bitcoin enthusiast. So your project has to help the Bitcoin community. And he gave some guidelines as to what you could work on. But then at the end, it adds or anything that we are even something we hadn't thought of, you know, and then you have to be in good standing with the Bitcoin community, you know, so you can't be like Roger Veer with Bitcoin Cash. And a uh, Bitcoin cash developer and come out with something for yeah, Bitcoin. So how do you get bad in the Bitcoin community? Obviously by ripping people off, but is there anything else that kind of. Well, Roger Veer went from, you, you know, Bitcoin Jesus to Bitcoin Judas. By doing what? You know, Bitcoin cash, which I kind of wish you'd like take that off. Bitcoin the, uh, cash or? Yeah, I wish you'd take that off the uh, site there. Uh, okay, I, so I hate bad. Bitcoin cash. Huh? Okay. <laughs> That was one of the standard ones. I didn't know no. it was like evil. I knew you're I think Bitcoin it's super evil. Okay. It's super evil. It's evil. Okay. You know, we'll they, they he bought the domain bitcoin.com and he calls it Bitcoin. He doesn't call it Bitcoin Cash. He calls it Bitcoin. He says it is the real Bitcoin that that no longer is Bitcoin the real Bitcoin, that his is the real Bitcoin. So people are, are deceived. They come on to an exchange to buy Bitcoin. And everybody says, go get some Bitcoin. And then they say, oh, I'm going to buy this Bitcoin. But it's not the same thing. And they buy Bitcoin. They go, I, I can get this Bitcoin cheaper. And it's under Bitcoin.com. If you went to Bitcoin.com to buy Bitcoin, you'd think you were buying Bitcoin. But you're not. You're buying Bitcoin cash. So I think he's very deceptive on his practices. I don't believe in his product anyway, but I think he's very deceptive on how he sells it. I don't think he, he should actually say, this isn't Bitcoin. This is a, a fork of Bitcoin. But he doesn't. He makes he he says that if he's pinned. But when you look at the stuff, you think it's Bitcoin, you know. Especially owning the domain Bitcoin.com, you know. And he's tried to buy the Reddit page Bitcoin, you know, which uh, the guy who has the Reddit page wouldn't sell it to him. So I think, yeah, I just don't think he's using. I don't know why uh, he's using these tactics, but that's what he's doing. You know, so I don't like the product. But many, you know, anything that's not Bitcoin, I don't like. But I particularly don't like that product because of his marketing efforts. And that's how you become in bad standing. Right. You know, is by doing something to deceive people. That would put you in bad standing. Or like Bitcoin SV. That guy says that he is the guy who invented Bitcoin. You know, so that would put you, uh-huh. if it is, he has a million Bitcoin. So I don't know why he's not like, you know, the richest man running around in the world with a million Bitcoin, you'd be the richest, one of the richest men in the world, if not the richest, right. you know. But mm-hmm. for some reason, he just can't get to those funds right now, he says. That's kind of random. It seems yeah. like if you developed it, you would know enough to. Yeah. Well, that. the courts even, if he's yeah. been sued and the courts even said, we need you to unlock that money and pay some of it because you lost the case. 
you know, to the uh, wife of one of his partners that he stole Bitcoin from or allegedly had. Wow. There's like a whole thing in there that. So that would get you in bad terms with the Bitcoin. So yeah, to answer your question, there are ways to get in bad terms with the Bitcoin people and with Bitcoin. All right. That makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Hold on one sec. My uh, recorder just went out. So we're going to do this and do it again. All right. There we go. All right. So that's good to know. All right. So they're not getting any grants anytime soon, but if you're in the good standing. All right. Let's talk about, let's, since we're on Jack Dorsey, let's talk about the Cash App. Because in our last episode, you suggested the Cash App as a good investment tool. Which I like a lot. Yes, you like it a lot. So in investing, we've talked a lot about where it's my frustration. <laughs> However, it has saved me a lot of money, the delay. So The fact you couldn't spend, couldn't buy Bitcoin. <laughs> the fact that I did have to wait a week to buy Bitcoin because I got really eager, like, oh, it's about to, like, oh, let me get in at 98. Let me get in at 98. Hurry before it goes over 10 and then it, and then it crashes to nine. So it was a good thing, you know, at that point. And then obviously it's even crashed more. So, you know, that's the beef with Coinbase Pro. That's the beef with, it's the beef with, uh, I do, I do Robinhood. I don't want to suggest Robinhood because there's, there are no fees, but you don't actually own it. However, Cash App, you can just get it straight from your, pull it straight from your debit account. So it's, it's super fast. It's super easy. So if you want to buy Bitcoin now, you just grab it. So you suggested it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to sign up for this thing and I'm going to start buying some Bitcoin, Bitcoin through Cash App so I can talk about it, right? Oh my gosh. I, it's really frustrating. It's a very frustrating app just trying to get, and I get why they have to validate who you are and why they have to look at that. I completely understand. You're, you're pulling- You know your customer rules. Know your customer laws. Exactly. But like I was joking with you, just trying to, seriously, it needs a picture of your front and back of your driver's That's license. hard to do with that app. I admit, I, I finally gave up and I gave it my daughter and I said, man, I said, would you do this? And it spent, took her about five minutes and she finally got it. I just didn't have the patience to hold the phone over for five minutes. I don't know what I did wrong. And here's the deal. I make direct electronic direct deposits all the time on my bank account. So I'm very familiar with taking pictures. I'm very familiar with how to do that. Well, this one, you really don't take pictures. You just hover it over it and it finally decides when it's going to take a photo. But I can't decide what's hover it. Well, what's the decision? So anyway, and then fine, and then you can do it manually. But like I was showing JJ, if you take it over and you do it manually, it will, the, the thing that you see is not the image and it like, anyway, I couldn't find any manual. That was like an hour, I couldn't find any hours of my, my life right there. Yeah. Well, I, I asked several times, got the front done, but never could get the back done and just gave up. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just, I find, I got half, excuse me, <laughs> half of it done. Now I can't get the other half done. You know? Yeah. So there was that. Then I'll show you. So I was very confused. So like what I'm showing here is the actual purchase of Bitcoin and, and I, okay, I'm a guy in the sense of, I don't read directions. I don't take time to figure, like, I'm like, it, it needs to be intuitive enough. So yeah, I'm not a direction follower. I'm really bad about that. But I kept thinking I had to add cash in order to buy Bitcoin. So I was trying to add cash and I'm trying to link my bank accounts. And for some reason, Wells Fargo is not 
it doesn't have enough authentication or something. I can't use Wells Fargo. I've got my bank account added. I've got a credit card added and I still can't upload, add cash. And I, I haven't tried lately. <laughs> well, you still can't add cash. I, I don't have any. I might be able to now. I don't know. But when I was first starting with this, I'm like, okay, I'm assuming I have to add cash and then buy the Bitcoin. So that was my assumption. So that was like a four hour spin that it took me on and I, I couldn't figure it out. But as I was playing with the app, I figured out we've got this little investing side. Like there's an investing tab. So if you are on the cash app and you look down like the fourth tab over, it's a squiggly mark, that's your investing. And so you can buy Bitcoin directly through that. So I'm like, okay, I got it. So I, I got my debit card hooked up. I've got enough money in my debit card. Like I just want to do a, a easy transaction. So I go in and I hit buy and the first transaction goes through. Hooray. This is fantastic. And I did a low transaction. I just did like $100 just to test this. So fantastic. My, my thing is going through. Everything's wonderful. And so I say, okay, you know what? I'm brave. Let me do this. Do a little bit more. And it just keeps telling me the transaction can't go through. And I have no idea why. I contact support. I'm like, why won't this go through? I'm, I'm putting the right PIN number in. I've got money in my account. I know you guys were able to hit the account and take it out. Like for a week, I could not make a purchase. They couldn't tell me why. Nobody could help me. And then all of a sudden, a week later, it just randomly worked. So I still have no idea what happened or what went wrong. It seems glitchy. I don't, but maybe it could be a user error, but I don't know why I didn't change anything of what I was doing, but this was a really frustrating app. And now it seems like hopefully it's going to be okay. Well, I'm sorry you ran into problems like that. I really am. But you know, there, there are things you can do easier. I was matter of fact, I did another podcast today with someone else and we were talking about the cash app. That's funny. We were talking about, we were talking about the fact that sometimes you have to spend Bitcoin. Maybe, you know, like for instance, I use two artists to do certain things in Europe and they won't take cash. Yeah. They'll only take Bitcoin. That's all they'll take. And see now with the cash app, I could actually, if I'm paying that person $500 to do something, for instance, I have this well-known Bitcoin artist making a poster for the conference. And uh, he's like really known in the Bitcoin world and he charges $500 for his artwork. He's a really nice guy. And, but he only accepts Bitcoin. So before... I'd had to go into my wallet, take Bitcoin and send them from my wallet. And actually, you know, for tax purposes, the first Bitcoin you put in is the first you take out. Yeah. So if I bought that Bitcoin at $3,000, let's say, and I took it out when it was $10,000, I'm paying 70% taxes. You know, I'm paying taxes on 70% of that as a profit. But with the cash app, I can go, okay, I need to send him $500. I could buy 500 right now and in seconds send it to him. And I'm not paying that tax spread because I'm never putting that in my wallet. It's never the first in and first out. Right. So there are, so there are times that that's a handy little device being able to buy it that easy and send it out that easy on your phone without having to dip in your wallet. Right. Well, and I think too, like if, if I can ever figure out how to time this, like even just the benefit of, oh my God, it's down today. Let me buy some. Like I like being able to, it just was, the fact that nobody could tell me what I was doing wrong was frustrating. And then the fact that it just wouldn't work. Like it was just not working. Like I said, it was probably all said and done, probably four to five hours of my life just, and now it's working. So we'll see. But, but yeah, it was, it was a, 
and, and yeah. I can recommend it now, but I'm like, there's no. It was frustrating to me too that. when I couldn't get that done. I didn't have the problem with the bank not working, but it was frustrating to me just not being able to get my driver's license done. So, yeah, let's tell anyone if they're trying to get that, it does work. You know, getting your driver's license in there, it's just really hard, and you aren't alone when you're having a problem. It's not like, oh, you're having a problem. Both of us have had the problem. It's very weird. I would expect more from Jack Dorsey's team. Yeah. Like, I would expect that they can actually take a picture of something fairly easily, but that was a little more diff- that was a little more difficult. So let's talk about fees too, because I'm curious. We we started talking about this. I'm like, oh, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. I did some research about fees because you were like, I think the fee is pretty low, and it's about two point two four percent. Yeah, that sounds right. Ishish, like, don't quote us on that, but right around there. Coinbase, which because I started doing, I'm like, well, what are, what are these? Because I remember when I first started trading, I was like sticker shocked at the the trading fees. I really was when I Coinbase was my first purchase. I think I bought, I think it was like a twenty five hundred dollar transaction, and I almost had a heart attack when I saw the fees. I was like, oh my god, this is what people spend. But and I and I don't know if this is this is just from what I've seen on the purchases that I've made. I don't know if it's more of a flat fee or if this is the rate. But they're at about a Point zero zero four nine, about a point zero zero five percent fee. So they're even lower. So, but so you know those fees on Coinbase and Coinbase Pro, if I'm correct in my memory, they change according to how uh, much, how busy the uh, okay. Bitcoin Bitcoin blockchain is. For instance, when when people like, for instance, you look at these same fees when Bitcoin starts going through the roof and hits seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand on Coinbase and watch how much those fees are at that point. Oh, those so fees are going to go up. Okay. Yeah. But this the cash app is going to stay the same. So I would you know, venture to say that maybe the cash app might be a little bit more expensive right now, but I think that over the long haul, I think it'll probably be cheaper. And also I actually think Bitcoin's cheaper on the cash app than it is on Coinbase, you know, just from my buying it every day and looking at the Coinbase price, you know, compared to that. Was- well, and the 1.49 though, I'll have to do more research on it because I thought I got it just from a poll on what they said that they charge. And it, there's a fluctuation. It's what the market charges or something. That's what I'm saying. That, that goes yeah. up on theirs yeah. where I think Coinbase always stays the same. Not Coinbase, but I think Cash App will stay the same. But I think, like I said, I think when you see this stuff start going through the roof and it's hitting 13, 14,000 and people are buying this like crazy. I think if you go spend that money on Coinbase or Coinbase Pro, you're going to go, oh my gosh, they're really high. Yeah. You know, uh, compared to the Cash App. But I think right now, they may not be. And that's good to know too, in case you're, like as you sell, you're not, that's what's nice about, it depends on, you know, with, like I said, with Robinhood, I do a little bit in Robinhood and I know again. No, you, I've uh, never used that at all. I know. And it's- They've been having, I've been seeing bad press on Robinhood. They about, like, like went down funds out and, they went huh? down, They've gone down three times. Like, yeah. This system's That's not out. good. That's not good. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's <laughs> kick out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think also you were talking about the developer stuff and the cover that the Square's doing. Yeah. I almost think that Jack Dorsey is spending that money. I don't think he's a very stupid. Pe- I think people who have that much money aren't usually pretty stupid or they don't make that much money. No. And he is a true Bitcoin believer. He's not a crypto believer of blockchain. He is a Bitcoin believer. And we were supposed to be in an event during, during Bitcoin 2020 at Square's offices. There were 40 of us invited, and I was invited, and Dorsey was supposed to come there. And it was put on by 
rockstar developer who was one of the people who got the hundred thousand dollars. And uh, I think though that this money may be being spent on things that he's interested in seeing developed that he could later use that maybe are open source and he can later could use on Square. Okay. So that would make sense to me if you're like wanting to make Square and Cash App and maybe add uh, tipping, Bitcoin tipping on Twitter. If you're wanting to incorporate all this stuff, you would have certain things in your mind you would think would be good and you'd look at anything and say, hey, that would be really great for us to have access to. Let's support that. Right. And maybe it's cheaper to support with the development grant than it is to hire developers in-house to work on that. Right. That's just my thoughts. I don't know that for sure, but that's just what I'm thinking. Oh, I would bet a million, because that way it would be, can you, you can't pay in Bitcoin on Square yet, can you? No. 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 Okay. I, I mean, that just only Not that I'm aware. makes sense that that's going to be a future thing for him. Yeah. I would think so. I would think that that definitely, to me, would seem like coming up as much as he likes Bitcoin and no, as much as he's supporting it. That and like I said, tipping on Twitter, I would think that would almost be because there are people doing that now, you know, with outside tools. Exactly. So why wouldn't he incorporate and say, well, hell, let's just make that a tool. Because, you know, recently he just made it so when you put BTC, hashtag BTC or hashtag Bitcoin, it shows the Bitcoin emoji now. Mm. You know, and that's something he did. No one else does that. Just Twitter does that. Yeah. And we've talked about him before. I appreciate his stance in Twitter where he has not, I really do appreciate that he has not tried to, you know, what you got Facebook doing and yeah, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like deciphering certain messages and determining what is legit, what's not. I appreciate Jack Dorsey's stance on, you know, even what, what Facebook did to, to cryptocurrency. Like you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't do anything on, on it. And I, I understand partially why they're doing that, but I also, you can't determine what is really legit and you can't win what is not. So I'm a Twitter fan from that perspective. Oh, I have an interesting story that we weren't planning on. You know, I'm opening up uh, my account and recommended that I do an LLC for BitBlock Boom, my conference. And usually when I do something like a new little branch of a business, I just make it a, a branch of Leland's, you right. know, so I went to the bank. I haven't opened up a new commercial bank account in a long time. The last time I did it, they were C-Corps. They didn't even have LLCs. That's how long it's been. Wow. And I'm opening up the account and everything's A-OK and uh, get my wife, you know, she's my partner. So I take her to paperwork to sign that she's uh, owns 50% of the company or whatever. And I go, uh, I get a phone call yesterday from, the bank guy at the bank. And I even know the biggest stockholder at the bank, you know, I mean, personally, I thought I was going to open an account. And he said, well, go see what's really going to do it. Anyway, I got a call yesterday and he goes, the guy called them, Neil with goes, I forgot to ask you what BitBlock Boom does. So I looked it up online and it's in Bitcoin. I said, right. And he goes, well, we're not allowed to open up bank accounts for company that deal in cryptocurrency. I said, well, it doesn't deal in cryptocurrency. It's a educational site. You know, it's an educational company. We do conferences, we do blogs, we do books, we do videos, you know, podcasts, but it's an educational site, but it is education about Bitcoin. But no Bitcoin is bought through this account. No Bitcoin is sold on any of the sites I have. Right. You know, so there's nothing really directly to do with Bitcoin. He says, well, I understand that and I'll make a notation, but I have to send this over to the department that looks to see if we can open you up an account because we're not allowed to open up accounts with people who do cannabis gambling or cryptocurrencies. And I'm going, 
Well, the other two, you just think they're illegal and cryptocurrency is not illegal. Um, and uh, I'm not selling cryptocurrency. I'm talking about Bitcoin, which I tried to make a distinction because I believe there's an extinction distinction. And he goes, well, I understand that. And I'll send it to the people who decide if we can open up an account with you or not. You know, I already transferred the money into the account and everything. So I'm curious to see what happens. That's kind of like, you know, because I got to have a way to take out the profits of my conference. You know what I mean? I just can't keep them in PayPal forever. Yeah. And it's technically an event. I mean, yeah. It's a conference. And like I said, videos, audio, I mean, books, I mean, you know, it's nothing to do with Bitcoin. It's about Bitcoin, but it has nothing to do with a Bitcoin, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that happens. I'm kind of anticipating. So that was kind of interesting. So we'll see if they decide that my account can be opened or not. I mean, you know, and then if they say my account can't be opened, where they look at my Leland's account and go, oh my gosh, he's been funneling the profits from the conference through this account. Yeah. yeah so even though he's had this account here forever and there's like, they, they should like the account with the balance. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, we have to get rid of this account too. And now I'm on the streets hunting for a bank account. You know, that, that's kind of a weird deal. That's a really weird deal. Like I said, I could, okay, I can understand if you're trading it. Yeah, if I was buying and selling and using the funds and dropping the funds into... Uh, their bank account and then pulling the funds out. But actually all the Bitcoin I do, I do through my personal account. Yeah. And you know, if someone paid me for the conference of Bitcoin, I keep it. You know, right. So I don't even cash that out. So there's no way there's any Bitcoin funds going through this account. So, but I have heard of that happening to people and they don't even get opportunities to explain it. You know, they've got an account and they saw they had an account with Coinbase or they made a draft through Coinbase or something and they've shut down their accounts. So that's, not an unusual thing to have happen and they don't even have a say so on it you know so really so like if because yeah. obviously you need a bank account to get money over to like a coinbase so i could potentially like they if they see that i'm trading like pushing money over to coinbase they may shut down yeah yeah it's very possible they could shut you down on my bank of america account i made a move i put some money in coinbase maybe eight months ago and then about an hour later, my wife called me. She goes, did you change our password on the uh, account? And I said, no, I haven't been there at all. She goes, I can't log in. And I said, well, I just made a purchase of Bitcoin and Coinbase about an hour ago. I said, it's probably because of that. And so she calls him and said, no, it had nothing to do with that. It was just a glitch in the system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. we'll open it back up. So it's kind of weird. It was just kind of weird. The glitch in Bank of America system, some glitch shut down our online account like an hour after we made a purchase. So that was kind of weird. And I think our account was big enough that I think if we'd have been some guy with $500 in our account, they might not have messed with it, but I yeah. think if we have enough money there. They're not wanting to, they're going, well, whatever, just get over that. Yeah. I'll be interested. Well, actually nothing comes. Well, that's actually the good thing about uh, hooked up to a uh, cash app. So but yeah, that's a good thing about the cash app because it's going in cash app and they don't know what you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, another good thing about the cash app is I don't know if you know this, you can get a uh, debit card that goes with your cash app. Have you gotten that applied for that yet? I haven't gotten it yet. I saw that. I you should I, do that. I was pretty angry at cash app to get anything more, but my anger is going down a little bit. You should do that because like you can add boosts or what they call them. You can add a boost. Like I have a boost on there for coffee. In yeah. any coffee shop, I get a dollar off the coffee. 
you know, I just go in a coffee shop and buy coffee and it rings it up at, like the other day I did one, it rang it up at three and a quarter and then I get a text from the cash app. So you bought coffee at two and a quarter. So I made a dollar, you know, for doing yeah. nothing. And I think there's one in there for um, discounts at Chick-fil-A, Chick discount at a grocery, any grocery store you can get a discount. There are all kinds of discounts and boosts in there, they call them. So that's a pretty good deal and doesn't cost anything to do. You know, so I've been doing that. I like that. I like getting, the, I like saving a dollar for doing nothing. I do too. And and speaking of that, we we are fans of the Fold app and they've added some stuff. I'm just looking at what they do. Oh, they have. They've had the wheel. Have you seen the wheel? Oh, I spin the wheel every day. <laughs> uh, but then you have to buy more sometimes in order to get your thing. But uh, well, sometimes you get a hundred sats or something for nothing. Yes. You, you yeah. Just get some, some free Bitcoin. What's that? Like a penny. Yeah. <laughs> you, make a, you make a penny. Well, and I look at it like, I remember you saying, I mean, this is all long-term for me and it's, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul, but like, I remember you telling the stories of people just getting Bitcoin and I look at it like that. Like, who knows? I have to take five seconds to spin a wheel. I'll spin my wheel, get my thing. And maybe someday it'll be worth a lot of money. Like you just never know. Yeah, like they used to have, they used to have faucets. They used to give out, exactly. you know, you used to be able to go on a faucet and get uh, 50 Bitcoin, you know, for free. Yeah. You know, just people were giving it away. You know? Yeah. Try because they were trying to push the uh, push Bitcoin and get it uh, out there. Yeah, wouldn't you like now to have been one of those person that back in two thousand eight were just like getting all that free Bitcoin, fifty Bitcoin a day? You could be you could be rich right now just from the free Bitcoin you got. God, don't even yeah, let's <laughs> not even talk about that. So hopefully we'll get rich off the free satoshis we're getting. So uh, yeah, no, we're definitely in some interesting times. Hopefully it's going to be really like. I'm just so interested to see now what happens, how this pans out, because we've been in a pretty safe, again, quote unquote safe, you know, like the stock market's been going up, everything's been going so well. Now that whole, not, I don't want to say this, the sky's not falling, but what goes up must come, it, it needs to correct itself. Like there's obviously there's stuff happening. So it's going to be super interesting as people don't have that trust in the stock market as much as they once did. What happens now with a, like, will people take more crypto more seriously? Will the price go up? We've got a lot of good stuff kind of happening with crypto. So I'm excited. I'm still going to keep my investments and hopefully, yeah. Well, I'm not selling anything. I'm especially not selling my Bitcoin. I'm long haul Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah. I think that's how you be. You've got to really, if you're going to put money into Bitcoin to me, you need to be able to say, I can afford to put this money in there for five years and I'm not going to miss it. This isn't a quick, get rich quick scheme. But over the long term, it could be. And I'm not saying it still will be, but I'm saying you're going to make money, I think. Not a financial advisor, but I think that you'll make money in five years if you set your money in Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah actually, even right now, even right now with the market being in the toilet and we're crying about how it's down 35%. You know, if you go back just a year ago, it was $3,200. So it's still up over the last year. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah, the, double almost. Yeah, the longer the term is, the better you do. So. Exactly. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm long hauling it. It's just, it's super interesting to talk about. So catch up is another one. I, I wanted to talk about the fees this time just to kind of understand, because I know the fees definitely are, if you're used to a stock market trade, you are going to have a little bit of a heart attack when you see the fees going over to. If you're used to a seven dollar, you know, trade, you know, no matter what you buy, you know, that's a big difference. You know, you go buy, you go buy yourself five hundred shares of Facebook, and you pay seven dollars. Exactly. You know, that's a hell of a deal. 
Yeah, that one hurt my heart a little bit. I remember the first time I'm like, okay, well, hopefully, uh, but- Well, say now, if you'd been buying Bitcoin when I was first started, when it was like going through the roof, you'd be going, ah, oh, these fees look pretty damn good. So it was pretty great. That's, yeah. yeah. See, because that's what I'm remembering is I was like, oh my gosh. You know, so yeah, it was it was much more expensive than it is now. Well, we're gonna we're about to hit some some interesting. So today, like I said, fifty eight hundred. As we're recording this, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I I I have good feels about this. I really do. Like, I think we're gonna see some pretty cool stuff coming up. Well, you know, anything can happen though. So everybody needs to be aware. Anything can happen. Anything. I mean, you know, no one was looking for this to happen, a pandemic to come, you know, you know, anything can happen. I don't, I don't want to get in the conspiracy theorist side, but it seems a little too convenient not to get into politics, but not to say <laughs> I would vote for Trump. However, the one thing that would keep people voting for Trump is the, is the market and like the, right. the economy. Well, Just the economy the- is what the number one thing they vote on. Yeah, I saw there's only been two presidents since kennedy that haven't been reelected yeah that haven't been reelected yeah and but the economy it, was bad going down when they were and the but, thing is like he's pushing back on china the disease comes back from china uh, there's some who knows i well, i you know but him. he took some slack he took some flack though when he shut down china for shutting <laughs> them down I know, but yeah. there's some bad stuff. Like actually, so on the, another podcast I do called Innovation Calling, we had General Robert Spaulding. There's some crazy stuff happening over in China, like that we probably should be more aware of and be, but a lot of times the politicians that are making the decisions are getting money from China. Right, right, right. So yeah. again- Are you talking about the Uyghurs and uh, all that kind of stuff or- I mean, there's uh, a lot of stuff happening over there. There's a lot of stuff happening over there. Like just, yeah. I mean, they're- you see a lot of the cyber cyber attacks that are happening are coming from China. You can like time it basically. Like you can see like, we'll get attacked. Like you'll see the attacks happening. And then when they're like on their lunch break, they stop like just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, like in Japan, you know, Japan and them had an argument about an island. I was watching this and then they told Japan said, okay, we're going to quit delivering this product to you. And Japan kind of backed off, yeah. you know? So I think, I think this could turn out to be good for the economy in the long term because now We'll start maybe making more stuff here that they would have had a hard time getting that done before. But now people are going, my gosh, we don't even have any medicine here, you yeah. know, made here. So maybe they'll gear that up and that'll be good for the uh, economy and good for the country as a whole because of this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So anyway. Well, yeah, that has nothing to do with Bitcoin, but. No, it doesn't. It's but just chatting. It all affects the economy though. And it all kind of wraps around. So we'll see, but. Yeah, all has to do with money. But you know, I saw the day they're doing one and a half trillion dollar quantitative easing. That's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, that's good for Bitcoin. I don't know that that's good for our country. That's good for Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But all right. Well, I'm going to wrap this puppy up for another episode. As always, Gary, thank you for joining me and talking about this. And thank you for listening and getting my text messages about my rant for Cash App. No problemo. Sorry, I, we were supposed to do this the other day and I was at the dentist. I apologize again for that. You're good. You're good. But anyway, all right. Thank you so much, Gary. Hey, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening.